What's up, Dunwoody? Today's show is with the Dunwoody Nature Center. August 17th is their biggest event of the year, the Butterfly Festival. Make sure you get your tickets now. Entrance for the general public starts at 10 a.m. and the event goes until 4 p.m. You can purchase tickets early for reduced rates and guaranteed entry into the one of the three butterfly tents. Choose your tent and entry time online because tents will fill up and you will miss out. Presale tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for children. Little children under three are free. Online tickets are only available until August 15th, so don't wait. What's up, Dunwoody? We'll be there with a tent. We'll have some giveaways and be offering up free hugs, somewhat decent conversation, and we may even frolic through the butterfly tents together. My name is Matt Weber. I'm your Dunwoody Realtor Dude. If you have any questions or concerns about making a move and selling your home, please reach out. I can get your listing in front of more possible buyers than that other agent you know. Does that sound cocky? You're damn right it does, but I've got the numbers to prove it. Justin Dyke is my co-host and brother-in-law. He is founder of PoolDudes.com and writer of all the satirical posts on our website. He's also a lover of butterflies. Village Orthodontics is our sponsor. Brett will be joining us at the Butterfly Festival. I don't remember his actual response, but by me saying it now on the show, he'll feel like he has to come. So please stop by our tent August 17th and meet Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics. Now here's our conversation with Matt Cowan and Holly Loveland from the Dunwoody Nature Center. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. So we're here with Michael Cowan and Holly Loveland from the Dunwoody Nature Center. One of our favorite places, right? For sure. And we're going to be there soon. Yeah, we haven't been there in a long time. Actually, Alan Mothra was one of our, our first guests. Well, we're going to be there soon for the, the Butterfly Festival, right? Yeah, Although by the time this airs, up. no, we're going to air this before. The, yeah, I'll yeah, put it before. Right, definitely. Great. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the Butterfly Festival. Good. Great. Well, that's our marquee event of the year. So we're passion for protecting the pollinators and it's it's long standing is 26 year this year for the uh the butterfly festival um so this will be it's grown from very small to quite large so holly has been on staff for most of it so she knows obviously a lot more about the beginning than i do but um three butterfly tents well how do you get the butterflies how do you convince them that they need to come back year to year Okay, so we've worked with a couple different companies. Oh, you buy them. So, yes. Okay. So, we do. We actually rent them. <laughs> you rent them? <laughs> yes, we do. So, we work with a lady who lives in another state, and she we order a certain number of butterflies, and she sends them packed on ice. They're like in a little sleeping state. We keep them cool until it's time to put them in the tents. Then we take them out. They're individually... Uh, sleeping in little envelopes. We take them out and they warm up and they fly around and we have flowers and stuff for them to drink their nectar from. And then when the festival's over, we pack them up and put them back in the butterfly hammocks. But how do you get them to cool cool back down? Oh, we have just ice packs in the freezer and then we just uh, put the little containers on that and it just keeps them just cool enough to you know, lower their temperature so they're kind of hibernating. That seems like a lot of manhandling for a butterfly. I thought, like, if you just touch their wings, that's it. Their their life's over with. Yeah. Well, no, not quite that Okay. extreme. But you do have to be very careful with them. And we are careful when we... Uh, there, there's a technique to catching them and putting them in. Um, and she's seems an like an you can just use the net up and they get... Some, is it dangerous in the wild? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, then that would they would lose their deposit on the butterflies. Then if they just open the net, they'd <laughs> all get. They'd like, yes, it's actually very important to not let the butterflies go because there's some species that aren't from our area, and also being uh, bred in captivity, we don't actually want those genes out in the natural population. 
Oh, because so, they're kind of dumb. They maybe well, have yeah. sex with their brother or sister. You got brothers. it. Yep. So we, we definitely want to. We try not to tamper with Mother Nature too much. So we just uh, We're not getting try to from keep Alabama, them. though. Yeah. <laughs> We try not to tamper. It sounds like you're only right. tampering with nature when you do this. Yes, yes. Well, there's not that many so animals we, that are rented out. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's that's how we get our butterflies. Well, what can we expect at the festival? So, it's lots of fun at the festival. We have lots of fun stations that we have volunteers who run craft stations for kids, activity stations. And the kids really enjoy that. They go from station to station. They have different crafts that they make and things that they learn at these stations. We have representatives from the community there, manning tables and uh, handing out information. So it's going to be lots of fun. And then we have entertainment on the stage. So we have a whole lineup. We're going to have hula dancing. So that's going to be lots of fun this year. We have a magic show. We have uh, Jason's music party. That's going to be lots of fun. The kids really enjoy that. And then we're going to have the Battle of the Bands winner. Ooh, that are that's exciting. Come from uh, our recent concert at the Nature Center. So and we're going to have some guys day. from What's Up Dummy this year. Yeah, we'll yes, be we there. Are. Yep, we've got yeah. a nice a nice cool spot for you guys. So awesome, awesome. That'll be good. I want to pack up some yes. butterflies. <laughs> well, you stay till the end. We need volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, never we're mind. gonna have food and drinks and treats, um, bubbles. We got lots of fun stuff. Beer. And what's the Ooh. date on it? It it will be the seventeenth of August. Seventeenth. That's Saturday. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nine a.m. entry for members, and then ten for the general public, and it goes till four. Okay. But well, we really recommend people buy tickets in advance because that's how you. We have to. Secure your time we, we can't spots. Overpopulate the tents when people are in there, so it's a timed yes. admission thing. So if you buy the tickets early and reserve your time, it's like a fast pass. Because oh. also, if it sells yes, out, it you can still come into the festival, but you might not be able to go into the butterfly tent. So we had to turn people away last year. So we definitely recommend buying your tickets in advance. Ooh, a okay. lot of a lot of tears if you turn away some little girl with a butterfly net. Yes, She's got a butterfly painted on her face, and you have to say <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's yeah, true. So we don't want that. It'd be harsh. So yes, we gotta. Well, we're really excited early. about it. What are, what are some of the other? Um, and we've done we've done this in the past, but nobody's listened to Alan's show. So let, <laughs> let's go over what the Nature Center does again. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually did listen to Alan's show when I was deciding whether or not to take the job. I was like, what is this? And <laughs> what, yeah. What am I getting into yeah. here? So the, the, the description the, didn't the seem too bad. The two part series. It was very uh, very enlightening um, in terms of what the Nature Center does. But it's it's a public-private partnership between us and the city of Dunwoody, and it used to be the, um, the county, DeKalb County. Um, but the county, the city owns the property, and they own the buildings, and we, as the Dunwoody Nature Center, are a private nonprofit charity, and we have an executed long-term lease with the city for 40 years, which allows us to run the property and do programming on the um, property. And so part of that agreement is that we keep it open to the public. Uh, on a free access as a um, as a public park, and then we have a maintenance agreement with the city, so they help us do the um, you know a lot of the facilities and, and the maintenance type things. So that is the structure of it. Our mission as the Dunwoody Nature Center is to inspire a love of nature and to um, cultivate environmental understanding and stewardship. So it's that simple. So everything we do, everything that we spend money on, gets us back eventually into into that. So inspiring that love of nature with kids and adults, um, and then helping them, educating them so that they can be better stewards of the environment. That's what we're all about. 
the kids are pretty woke these days, right, Matt? It's <laughs> my new favorite word. Yeah, I even waiting to use that. <laughs> Did I use it last podcast? <laughs> no. What, what does well, woke are. mean? Well, it means that you're, you know, aware. You're aware. You're you're thinking about the environment and things like that. I saw somebody on Nextdoor recently. They were like, "Oh, I've been seeing all these beer bottles. I can just tell that the kids coming up these days are are a bad crop." I'm sure it was some old person. I was like, "No, that's probably not the case." I'm if it was some underage kid that was drinking, they would go recycle their beer bottles, not just throw them in the whatever this lady's lawn, I guess. <laughs> That's why I, I encourage um, aluminum because it's actually a much more recyclable uh, glass. Really, isn't? Yeah, isn't all so drink like, your beer out of a. Well, that's the new IPA thing, anyway. They're right. all going to cans. So. Well, and I think all like three quarters of all aluminum that has been mined is actually still in use. Is that right? Right. Have you heard that? Okay. And less than nine yeah. percent of plastic has ever been recycled. That's horrible. So even when you throw a plastic water bottle. Um, like Matt had one earlier, and you throw it into the recycling stream. You know, we were relying on overseas countries to help us do a lot of that recycling. By and large, there's a huge percentage of it that ends up in the ocean. So yeah, it really is. Just a, like, it really sorry, is a everybody's looking at me now. Yeah, I mean, you should. It was one plastic bottle. Sorry, I'll recycle it though. Yeah, but no, we're big on that. Actually, and this year we're um, we started a composting program, um, so we're going to have composting stations. So we're trying and actually the plastics for the beer bot the beer. Um, Beer cups, the plates, um, the spoons that you're going to use for the Dipping Dots ice cream, all of that is going to be made out of um, a plant-based, sugarcane-based plastic, and all of the paper will be recyclable or compostable. And so we'll throw it all in there, and all of it will be composted through a company that we're using called Compost Now. And it's a service where they actually, we're doing it now, teaching the summer, summer camp kids about it. But they pick it up and take it to an industrial composting facility, and that just means that it can get a lot hotter. So that's it's able to melt the um, the plastic, the plastic plastic or the plant-based plastics. Mm-hmm. And it's actually done. This is neat. In conjunction with um, or Compost Now does it in conjunction with King of Pops. So King of Pops has another arm called King of Crops, where they grow all the uh, materials for their um, pops and. All of the stuff that we collect is composted out at the King of Crops facility, and it's used for their um, their soil. And we can actually get the soil back and use it in our in our own property. But uh, a lot of what you see, I've told the kids when you see King of Pops, it could have been what you composted here at the Nature Center. So I was all I can think of is that maybe the popsicles are plastic, but right is that what they sell popsicles yeah popsicles. oh okay all right yeah but they have weird like flavors like what sugar basil and all that. it's kind of a hippie it all grows <laughs> all the plants they grow out at their their farm and they actually in their king of crops division it's not just for that they actually grow it for local restaurants too it's kind of like a farm to table type thing yeah <laughs> a popsicle the table thing i like it yeah. are they a dunwoody company king of pops should i, be atlanta, should I know this right? they're atlanta i don't oh, think okay. they're dunwoody though they're here a lot Cool. They're all over. Everybody Are they going to be at the event? No. Oh, oops. Bad lead I'll, in. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit that out. Yeah, <laughs> take the whole thing out. It's a big chunk. Yeah, I just gave them a big, uh, a big, big, big plug, and they they won't be there. Let's invoice Maybe them. next time, King of Pops, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> invoice them, and we'll get it back in. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about some of the other events. The, um, yeah. Let's talk the, about summer camp. What is, That's our biggest. Our summer camp is our program. Yes, it is definitely. So through our summer camp, we have twelve weeks of camp, and so right now we're at week ten of twelve. We have approximately ninety-five kids per week. It you know depends on the week, and we also have a 
a camp going on out at Island Ford Park, where we work with the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area, and some of our older campers are out there. So we have approximately 16 kids a week out at that park. And uh, we have wonderful teachers that teach our summer camp classes, and each week has a theme. And we just really drive environmental ed and respect for nature and the world around us and composting and, you know, using less. And we have a lot of happy campers. And, and members get first access to that, right? Yes, To sign up. We do. Because it goes like hotcakes. Yes. Beginning of February, we start our registration. And for two weeks, it's just members. And we're almost sold out by the time it opens to the general public. So then... Uh, I feel like you could it's squeeze kinda... some more campers in there. 95 <laughs> doesn't sound like a lot. <laughs> well, right oh, now a, we a have... a conscious decision. Oh, okay. Yes. So because our park is the size that it is, we do not want to have it too overrun and to lose that feel of, you know, you're out in nature. So we do try to keep our classes a certain size um, so that the campers will have a great experience and then also that it's not too hard on the park. So we try to keep, you know, the numbers to a level that will respect the park and also other visitors because we do have visitors that come into the park in the summer as well. And you want them to feel like they're in nature too, not right. just yes. right next to everybody. Yes, we <laughs> and do. And if you overuse it, it'll be like Piedmont Park. And so we definitely want to not overuse it right. with, the, with having huge crowds there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the Butterfly Festival is by far the biggest thing we do every year. And so we'll draw Bigger than Monarchs? Oh, much bigger because really? Monarchs a fundraiser. The Butterfly Festival, you know, we don't really make money on it. It's um, more of an awareness thing where we're pushing, obviously, the pollinator um, education agenda, but then also just getting people out and having them experience the park. But we'll probably get about four thousand people oh, any wow. given day into that, and that's pretty much capped. We don't really want to go above that. Monarchs Margaritas is again just a fundraiser where we get what four to five hundred people who are paying a lot more money. A lot. hundred bucks a head, right? Yeah. Only a hundred. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Only I was amazed that you guys raised. What was that? Over a hundred thousand, right? Yep. It's pretty good. Year after year. Let's try to beat those that's numbers. Nice. Well, we like, I like beating them. Yeah. And that's, we need it. I think that's why Alan reached out, actually, because I think I said, like, what did they raise? Like $5,000? Yeah. And all of a sudden he was like, it was a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I'll come on the show. And he slapped you with his glove. Yeah. And was like, Good sir. We make way more than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the money, I mean, cause all the money that we, you know, Monarchs Margarita started in conjunction with the butterfly festival. It was the night before when they released the butterflies and they would have some margaritas along with it. And then it kind of morphed to the idea and it became so big that we had to separate it. You can't um, have two big parties back to back. Well, yeah, the volunteers, you didn't want them showing up the next day after having a, too big of a party so but it worked out well because it raises a sizable portion of our budget and like this year we always have a special cause and this year all of the extra money for um that special cause was the green roof there's a building that we're building should be finished later this summer god willing Um, but on top of it is going to be a green roof and it's going to be the crane um, eco classroom which is named after marie and dennis crane um, and their family and on top of it is a natural pollinator plants garden that is going to go up there. And it's really going to be nice. So we raised the money to supplement that. So we're going to plant that later in the fall. We were always going to plant it later in the fall so it could survive. But that's an education that can be very visible. Everybody can be educated on what the native plants are, why our green roof is important from an um, environmental infrastructure project, how it helps with water control. And so we're very excited about and, that. And you can get up there, right? No. Um, <laughs> People can get up, I mean, the maintenance can get up there, but people won't go up there. 
this was sounding great for a while. <laughs> I thought we got our That's first. That's not the rooftop bar. <laughs> yeah. But we do have the uh, the port on the pavilion is the perfect place to have Friday cocktails. Your new pavilion? Yes. Have people been renting that out for facilities? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, I don't think enough people in Dunwoody know about that. It's and it's relatively affordable. Uh, what are the like? What's a Saturday night cost to rent it out? It depends on the the timing and what you're going to do. But the base rate is is around four thousand dollars to okay. an event. Um, it's and, gorgeous though. Yeah, it's really it's nice. like a little treehouse in nature with serious climate controlled, but um, all seasons it just really looks nice. Um, Has anybody gotten married there yet? Yes, several Ooh, people how have many? gotten married there. I don't know, but um, five or six. Somebody sitting at the table is going to get married there in uh, September. Oh, that's me. Who is? Congratulations! You're getting married there. I am. I hope you get a discount. Yeah, <laughs> I do. You get like ten percent off. You got a steep discount. I did. I got a steep discount. Yep. Yep. But we are. We're, we're kind of reconstituting our um, corporate giving program, and one of the things that's that I think one of the certain giving levels is we're actually going to give you a um, cocktail party out on the porch, and so. Oh, nice. And a little nature talk along with it, because I was—I, I, it's my favorite place in the nature center. So you can go out there in the morning, and we've had several meetings there early in the morning, and it's just amazing the different types of birds that you hear, Sounds and then good. all of the flowers um, that you can see in the green and the trees. It really is probably one of the most beautiful places, and you can actually hear the stream coming down. Perfect You're kind of place. looking down on everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's gorgeous. Yeah, that's really nice. so that's called the pavilion. The pavilion. If, if somebody were to we call it the Northwoods Pavilion. Okay, All right. but it um, we would like to change that name to somebody else who was willing to give some money to have it donated. Uh, oh, the what's up Dunwoody Pavilion? <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds great. Well, we don't have any money, so <laughs> so you're looking for somebody who's super rich might die soon and leave a lot of money to the nature center. Is that what and then they get the naming rights. Well, they don't have to die. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's not bad that part in there. But <laughs> okay, they don't have to die. So, how the battle of the bands go the other night? I mean, it was actually very exciting. So, each each of the people who were competing kind of brought their own constituencies, and so it, it was a nice vibe that we had in the um, and, and more so than I think we've had at some of the other concerts. But it, it was just really special, and so it was our highest, probably our highest attended uh, concert of the summer. Was so. it all high schoolers? Mostly, they turned up. That's cool. Definitely, the band the bands were all the high school people. Yeah, and their their parents. Yeah, and a lot of the locals, locals, and our members. You know, the members get to come to that free. So a lot of those have come to every one of them. And they were there as well. Yeah, we're all down. We're everybody's excited about Dunwoody music right now. Did you work with Mark Gallegos? Yep. Was that who? Okay. It yeah. was actually his idea, right? I it think was. It was so. yeah. He's kind of the center of it, but he doesn't yeah. want any credit for anything. It's weird. <laughs> he operates in the shadows. Yeah, he Mark. does. But he knows everybody, he every musician in the city. Yeah, he sure does. And he loves nature. Yeah, does yes. he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really into That's pollinators, why to too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you just find him in the woods one day? <laughs> walking yeah. around? How did we use him first? Yeah. Um, was it for Monarchs and Margaritas? Yes, I think yeah. so. And mm-hmm. then he offered to, yeah. that he was willing to do more and help. He's just always been there. Yeah. Just kind of. Kind of like Holly. Background. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Last time we saw him was, it was at Lemonade Days. And so, what was it? Some band person that just cut themselves horribly. And he was yeah, like. there's blood everywhere. Yeah, he's like a medic too. He was like <laughs> wrapping him up, do everything. Yeah, well, we didn't have any blood that I was. Oh, thank goodness. Well, that is not a good I was made aware of. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They weren't battling so much. Uh, any plans to expand the Nature Center? Yeah, I mean, so the Crane Eco Classroom, which I mentioned, that's actually, if you come down the little driveway, you can kind of see it off to the side. It's actually two recycled shipping containers. So it's a repurposing of the, um, you know, something that would have been thrown away or gone to the landfill or just rusted out in some yard. Um, so we're very excited about that. It's going to be built out 
that when it is completed, which again should be very soon, will be the first time that ever at the Nature Center that a classroom has been built with the intention of it being a classroom. So the main Nature Center building that you see is a house that was built in 1946. We actually, when DeKalb County took it over, they seized it by eminent domain from the um, homeowner, which was Ross Lane, which I know Alan had talked about a little before. But he just turned 90. He lives in Dunwoody. We had his birthday party out on the porch and at the pavilion. Um, I so, love that he, how he's still involved, too. I mean, well, you know, the family there, there had, had to been some bitterness at the beginning. But yeah, very he's bitter. on board now. One, one of the kids wouldn't come because she was still bitter about it. But um, he was happy with what we've done. I mean, I think we've and again, the city and the partnership that we have with the city is, you know, we've done a lot more in the last 10 years than was done under um, under DeKalb County, not to totally knock it. But, uh, you know, it was a house, though, that he lived in and he expanded it some. But he was drawn to the area because the stream and the rock formations, it reminded him of where he grew up in um, eastern or western North Carolina. Uh, so it's just really beautiful. And it's several different ecosystems that you have in that area so it was, it was uniquely suited to be a nature center um but again the building is that old house it's where he actually lives so my office is actually his old um uh, the master bedroom and then all of the other areas offices and classrooms are repurposed parts of that old house that was actually it's a unique new uniquely built house if you go look at it and think about it what it was was a house you can kind of realize i mean the floor itself in the main area is brick so and I've never really seen that in a in a house. The walls are concrete, um, concrete blocks. So it 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 it's a weirdly built house, but it's not really uniquely. Um, it wasn't built to be a classroom for nature. So longer term, we would love, um, and we're working with the board to try to make this happen. But um, have a new education building um, that would allow us to have classrooms that are really intended to be classrooms. And what, what we find is we also want to increase our programming for adults. I mean, I think we do excellent, very well for, um, all of our youth-based programs. But if you think about nature-based programming for adults or even a senior program, you know, it's really kind of non-existent in our area. You might have to go over to the Chattahoochee Nature Center or down in downtown Atlanta. So there are some other organizations there. But there's really, you know, there's not comfortable chairs for adults to sit in. You know, nobody, they don't want to sit in a little kid kid chair. So you need different furniture. So it is, you know, you need an adult classroom and you need a kid classroom if you're going to do something that's uniquely positioned to those different demographics. So we would like to, longer term, build a new structure that would allow us to level the um, buildings that are there and build on, even on a smaller footprint, one that takes less, is less taxing on nature. Because that, the way that it's built or the way the, nature's another property um it's a steep hill so anytime like last night with a gully washer it's very bad on the environment in terms of how that asphalt it just speeds it up and so it's like an avalanche of water and so it runs down there and that's why we had to do a few years ago a restoration of the stream bed and then a restoration where the area where we call the um rain garden now it was just washed all out so it takes constant care and to do that you eliminate that if you look on the other side of the property on this little stream, you can see where nature has done it, where you have vegetation and you have leaf cover and all that kind of stuff. You don't see the similar washing patterns. It's only when man comes in and um, interrupts it that, uh, that you have these other problems that then we have to go in and fix. So we would like to take up as much asphalt as we can and return that to nature. So, but all that takes money. So that's the the bigger uh, bigger process. So I don't think you'll see it immediately, but that is longer term what we'd like to do. But Matt if, <clears throat> Matt, if you have a shipping container that you're not using, you can donate that. Well, those shipping containers are cool. Is this the? Is, does that one look neat? Like the one that you guys ordered? Is 
is it like all modern and yeah well, maybe well, you can turn the whole thing done, in and, and, and if you look at it now it's actually it, it's going to be much more akin to if you're just looking at it to what the northwoods pavilion looks like because it's the same wood on the okay. outside it won't have as much glass incorporated into it it's like windows um but you won't be able to tell that it was a shipping container at all yeah it's all covered up on the outside and on the the inside inside, but the infrastructure with the steel that's there it's uniquely um uniquely qualified and the way they reinforced it extra uniquely qualified to handle the weight of the green roof on top so if there's a hurricane coming i'm going to that building Because if, if anything falls on it, it's not going to kill it. Yeah. We'll already be there. Yep. Yeah. You're walking in there. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you in. <laughs> Unless it's a tornado, then it'll just whip that thing right up, right? Well, I guess it's hooked no. into the ground. No? No tornado would. Uh... <laughs> so confident. Yes. <laughs> it weighs a lot. Well, a lot of times when you see that the aerial tornado footage, the aftermath, it's the the trailers are all gone, but the steps that they built to get into the trailer are still there because they <laughs> test yeah. those better. But I would say that one other thing I would mention is we kind of, you know, we are run really. We have a very small staff, um, full time staff that really helps, and then we have part time educators that come in and help us um, put on the educational programs. But we rely completely, you know, for private. Um, private donations to help us run the programs and then obviously whatever we charge for the for some of the programs like camps that we do um, so all of that comes from the private sector we don't get funding from um, any government agency to you know including the city to help us do that programming so from that aspect we're, we're very private but so we rely on that for donations and that's why we have the parties like the monarchs and margaritas but we also rely on volunteers to do a lot of our effort and so we've kind of declared war on invasive species and if you walk around the woods it's you know parts that are just run over by ivy we actually have a bamboo patch if anybody wants to come get some bamboo they can um, with the wisteria and all of that stuff just really it inhibits the natural plants the native plants from growing and really thriving so we are in the midst of a campaign to eliminate as much of that as possible and so we actually are using Eagle Scouts and their projects, um, we're developing a new trail out front from Roberts Drive. It's going to be kind of a loop all the way down to the um, area past where the pavilion is. So it's going to be an outdoor nature um, nature walk. It'll help identify the native plants and native trees. It'll talk about some of the, um, the um, with signage, talk about some of the different features of the native ecosystems that are there. But it'll be an actually developed trail it won't be any question mark about whether you're on a trail or whether you're not on a trail. In some some areas, it was so overgrown that um, you know you couldn't see that. But then also, we're removing all of the invasive species, so hopefully the natural uh, native plants will actually thrive on that. So we started a new volunteer program as well. So every Saturday um, or every month, we have a, we pick a Saturday and we invite the public to come. And so. Come grab some bamboo. Yeah, we'll have a battle every, uh, you know, one day a week, at li- one day a month at least, where they can come participate in the war against the invasive species. And it is, it's one of those very gratifying things. Can you just you, pull, you pull up a bamboo? Up. Like if it's a, a, a bamboo shoot that's like, you know, <clears throat> you 10 feet tall. You can't pull up bamboo. I actually okay. have a meeting next week, I think, or maybe in two weeks, with a guy called the Machete Man, who we, we might have to pay somebody to come help control the bamboo. That's very hard to... Um, very hard to get out but like the ivy and the wisteria and the privet all that can be pulled and so we're trying to do it all manually or as much of it manually as possible so we don't have to use chemicals to actually control it um, but also in the wetlands area where we have the boardwalks um, down near the stream uh, on the what eastern eastern side of the of the property 
all that was run over by privet and it's just incredible and so for the first half of it we have actually pulled up a lot of it and what you'll see over especially in the spring is you'll see a whole different type of flora there which is what was intended to be there it's much prettier and and it's better for the um, birds all the native plants are much better for the birds so we want to continue all of that so it's an ongoing process so anybody any of your listeners and y'all too if you want to sponsor a what's up Dunwoody day out there yeah come out and um, come get free plants volunteer how those plants get there how do invasive plants get there to begin with um somebody ross planted them what 50 years ago yeah well people most of the stuff like kudzu it was brought over from exotic locations for good reasons either to have it as an ornamental plant like ivy i think was ornamental or kudzu was brought in to actually help control irrigation runoff and then it just has a life of its own it doesn't have a predator system here so it it can grow you know relentlessly Um, but then also the seeds the main way it propagates is birds eat the seeds and then they go somewhere else and they leave the seeds behind yeah the way birds will do and it actually grows and it's just and it, it just takes over so you can walk through some of the trails and you see we had the goats out um the city actually is part of the maintenance um we had the goats out right before the super bowl and they ate through all the ground ivy but they don't pull out the roots so most of that ivy is now back so to, for the goats to really be effective you, they'd have to stay for a long long period of time you need to buy a goat yeah, we need, to, and I wouldn't mind doing that, but um, those are th- <laughs> He's those. About it. Those are a challenge uh, into itself. But pulling up those roots are are definitely the best way to do it. Uh, is there any, any synergy coming with the new Austin Elementary? You guys, yeah, I mean, yeah, how's that parking lot? <laughs> it's uh, right now. It's still a construction project, and so the the signage out front. Some days it'll be there, some days it won't, just because they're redoing all the lines and stuff. So. You know, again, I think five years ago when they first started talking about it, everybody knew Austin was coming in. Um, I don't think anybody to this point ever thought that it was going to be as imposing as it is in terms of the size and how it was going to impact it's the nature very center nature-y. just in looking at it. Yeah. Yes. So we're actually looking to plant some some trees there, some sizable trees that will help us um, with some shielding just to return it to a nature-type look. Um you know, originally that big wall, which is the reinforcement arm for what's going to be their upper parking lot, it was supposed to be bricked, but they ran out of money, like all school system projects, and so now it's just going to be painted. Um, so, you know, from a looks perspective, it really does change, and it makes it much more industrial, which isn't isn't a good thing. But on the positive side, the opportunities that it's going to allow us from a partnership with with Austin. Um, as a school perspective, and we've met with um, with the principal and with the, the foundation that runs the aftercare program. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities there that's going to be very beneficial for the kids that go to Austin with, with what they can end up doing. Yeah, you could probably use their parking lots too, because well, the agreement you've is, allowed them to yeah. use yours, right? Well, no, as part of the land swap, that was part of the deal. So we used to not have any parking at all as a, on a nature center, and so as part of that land swap it was agreed that the school system would redo that entranceway and create parking for us. And it was just, it was just part of that agreement. Okay. And so we will both have rights. So we'll have rights to use their parking lot when they're not in session. And then they will have rights to use ours as well. So we're going to have to coordinate on timing of, you know, we don't want an event when they have a PTA meeting or things like that. Right. But it will, it'll definitely open up like on a weekend when they aren't usually having something, it'll be much easier for us to have a bigger event. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Um, how, how do we get in touch with How do people get in touch with you guys? Well, we have a lot of information on our website. That's where you can sign up for classes, camps, get all the information for about the Butterfly Festival, tickets, 
everything you need and more is right there at dunwoodynature.org. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks. Yep. You, can, you can also donate on that site. You sure can and become a member. And become there a you go. friend of the nature center. Donate and become a member. Yes. Those are your calls to action. Yep. Well, cool. Well, thanks we'll, for coming on. We'll be there soon. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you.